everything that's done here tonight be honoring and pleasing to you. Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, the first hymn we're going to sing is... Uh, just a closer walk with thee. A closer walk with thee. What's the number? Just a closer walk with thee. And I don't know what it is in here. Okay. Oh, it's 
we would we would be doing it over yonder. So once we started thinking, y'all would tell us to go over yonder. <laughs> Thank God for answering our prayers in this county. Thank God for answering our prayers in the state. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other prayers to be answered across the United States. So if we keep praying, we'll get there. Um, you know, the fervent prayers of a just man avails much. So uh, uh, it, was a, it was a great night for some and not so well for others, but uh, our county failed where. That's where it starts. So anyway. Um, No, we had a, uh, our trip went well. Um, we had safe travel. Um, it was uh, it was a little change of scenery and refreshing. So that's good. Um, you know, we're 16 some miles yesterday. It's cold. <laughs> so that was that was really good. So anyway, uh, long story short, glad uh, it's back. Any other phrases? Our brother did good on Sunday. He was worried. He was worried, but the Holy Spirit was heard good things, brother. I told Steve up there I live in. I said, "You need to stay up here because if I pass out, James filled in for me Sunday while I was gone, and they I heard nothing but good news. In fact, I." I'll clue you in on a little inside joke later after the thing. So uh, you'll be excited to know. Um, but uh, thank you. Good work. Uh, any other phrases, sir? Travel mercies for a young man. 
the election, we know we did good in this county, but throughout the country, you can see the blinders are on. And uh, you, can see, you can see where Satan's working. And uh, it's pretty obvious and pretty clear. And that's why I stayed up late watching the election. I didn't let it bother me because I knew it was coming. He's working hard, Satan's working hard. Yes, he is. Overtime. For those of you that, that heard that dog bark, uh, that don't know, um, JR sent that as my text message alert sound, and we can't get it off. Oh. Oh. So I'm having dog barks and his text messages. And so if you're at home and uh, wherever you heard a dog bark, we don't have a dog in the sanctuary. It's my phone. Uh, somebody sent me a text message. Uh, anyway. Uh, with that being said, any other phrases or prayer requests? Hey, Haley hey, 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 is doing better, a lot better. Yeah, she's doing better. Okay. Um, well, if there's no other, uh, let's uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer one more time. Of course, we can never pray too much. So, uh, most glorious Lord God, we love you. We thank you for the mercies and the blessings. We thank you for those that were mentioned tonight. Lord, we ask you to intervene into their situation. Uh, we lift them up to you, those that are having procedures, those that have been diagnosed and are facing procedures. Uh, Lord, we just uh, ask you to guide the doctor and the medicine and allow it to do your work and for your glory. Lord, those that are, uh, uh, for whatever reason, have uh, struggles, we lift them up to you. You know the circumstances. Uh, Lord, we lift up traveling mercies. There's a lot of people traveling this time of year. There's a tropical storm, and where we just ask you to give them safe passages back home. Uh, we uh, thank you for those lives that have been joined together, uh, and may they live long and honor you in their marriages. But we just love you. Open this word up to us tonight. May all we honor you with all that we do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to pick up in Ephesians. Uh, chapter 27 is where we left off. Uh, there's a possibility we may finish chapter 5 tonight. Um, so in verse 27, it says, uh, you know, we're talking about husbands love your wives. Back, I'll back up to, to uh, 25. Husbands love your wives uh, just as Christ loved the church and gave uh, himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, uh, but that should be holy and without blame. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own body. Uh, he who loves his wife loves himself. For no one uh, over... Uh, no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For two, uh, for two members uh, of his body, uh, of the, his flesh, and of his bones, for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Uh, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, that each one of you, uh, in particular, so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife that, uh, that, that she uh, respects her husband. All right, there's a lot better. Like I said, this is the parallel of he's using the husband and wife. Uh, to uh, illuminate the church. Uh, husbands are to, are to present their wives as glorious wives. Christ called the church to be uh, to be the praise of his glory. We as the church are to be God's praise for his glory. We're his praise. We're not to be sniveling and we're not to be uh, at each other's throat, we're supposed to be unified, like joined together. The congregation should be like, like husband and wife, one place, going and serving the same God. 
by us as husbands loving our wives, we're presenting them as a holy sacrifice to God. The congregation, we should present ourselves as a congregation at Deep Creek Baptist Church as a holy sacrifice to God. We should be sold out to God. Everything that we do should be for God, for His kingdom, for His glory. Uh, and so, uh, go ahead, sir. One of, one of the things that he Jerry, has just pulled together here is the three things, the three walks. One walk of unity, all pulling together in one in Christ. And the second one is righteousness. Mm -hmm. This righteousness, this walk of righteousness, he told us to be good, to do the good things and what the bad things were in the admonitions. And then he's saying be righteous. And this last one, love. And I looked it up. Now, the Greek word is love, agape. And that's a moral love. That is a love. He loved the church as his own flesh, but not Eros love. He's talking agape love. And, and so this one word that we ended with, great mystery, we'll get there. But this great mystery is wrapping it all together. This is the mystery, the unity in the church, in Christ, in Christ, in one body, in one body is the mystery. All right? The wife is the glory of her husband. The church is the glory of Christ. The wife is the glory of her husband. Guys, if our wives are running around and they're cranky, what have we done? Usually it comes back to us. I mean, look, I'm a husband, I know, you know. Uh, if, if they're not happy, what have we done? We've done something. And trust me, I know. When I get home and open the door, I'll know it. I've done something. But that's okay. But they're the glory of us. The wife is the glory of our husband. Husbands are, and here's, the, here's the kicker to this now. Husbands are to protect their wives from plot or reason. Guys, we are not to just like it tells us. Fathers don't provoke your children. God, we ain't supposed to provoke our wives. Sometimes that's hard to do. Sometimes we do that and we don't even realize we've done that. But that's no excuse. We're not supposed to do it. But the other thing is, is we're supposed to protect them from spot or wrinkle. We're not supposed to allow them to sin. We're supposed to protect them from that. We're supposed to guard them from that. That means we're not to antagonize them. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting beat up here. My feet are already hurt. But listen if you laugh, Bob. Listen if you laugh. Tell her to stop, man. <laughs> <laughs> How are your toes feeling about the feet? Yeah, Tell her to But yes, you know, it, and, and our wrinkle, you know. I'm just blessed that the wrinkles that my wife has from our children and not me. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm gonna pay for that time. Just been recorded. Yeah, I understand that, but <laughs> uh, Paul's, Paul's talking about different. Words. I know, I understand that. You know, uh, just, just give me a little, a little, a little uh, what do they call it? Uh, literary latitude. Yeah. <laughs> Husbands are to avoid bitterness toward their wives. I'm going to say that again, guys. We're to avoid bitterness toward our wives. I have been in the past. Do what? Do what? I say it was a two-way street. Uh, yeah, not right here. <laughs> Trust me, I looked for the loophole. I didn't find it.
the love, the unity, the glue that's holding things together. And uh, we'll get there. Yeah. But Rome had order. Rome had no love. Keep that in perspective. No love. Paul has dumped this paradigm upside down on these Ephesians. And they all have this order of Rome. And this hierarchy goes clear to the sky. There's two levels there. There's the devil and his slaves, and there's God and his slaves. That's it. And he's flattened the field here. Paul has brought this down to earth, and he's saying, get together. There's just two of you. Get together, and don't be on the wrong side. Be on the side where there's God and good slaves, and submitting one to another people. The church submitting one. No hierarchy here in the church. Just it's hard to keep that in perspective, but Rome in that day had this hierarchy that went all the way through clear to only one person didn't have to answer to anybody, and that was Emperor. That was the top guy. That was the only one. They all knew this order. They all had in their families, and you'll hear this phase between children and husbands and wives and grandchildren and slaves. You'll hear it all over the place. He's flat in the field. All right. Now, guys, we're fixing to step it up a notch here. All right? You know, we're, we're to protect our wives from spot or blemish. Husbands are to present their wives holy and without blemish. All right? The goal of Christ is to present the church holy. Colossians 1.22. The goal of the husband is to present his wife or the wife holy. 1 Peter 3.5. Now, there's going to come into some words that we're fixing to use here. All right? Sanctified, cleanse, holy, without blemish. Those are, those are holy words. They have great meaning. They're in depth. And so the goal of the husband is to present the wife holy. All right? Christ chose us to be holy and without blemish. Ephesians 1, 4 talks about it. We're to be holy and without blemish. What does he tell us? Be holy because what? Because God is right. Christ will present us holy and without money before God in Colossians 1.22. We're going to be presented. Remember, we are grafted in. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. He's going to present us to the Father as his bride. That's what he's talking about. Husbands, we're to treat our wives as how much? As Christ loves the church. You see where we're going here? How deep it is? We collectively are the bride of Christ. We collectively have to present ourselves holy. Husbands, men, it is our job to present them without blemish and holy. We're not to be the one that causes the things. We're not to be the one that causes the, the, the antagonism. Or we're not to be the one that, that, that has bitterness which defiles the home. Uh, we're not to cause that. And we're not to allow that to go on in our home. Christ offered himself without spot to God to cleanse our consciences and our lives. We are to present our wives spot free, without living. Husbands are to model the word for their wives. James 1.22. Who's the, who's the Christian example in the home? Is it a husband? Or is it the wife? They're one. Exactly. They should be. They should be. But today's society, we right. we divide up roles. So, who is the spiritual head of the house today? Who is the one that is leading the family spiritually, or not? And so, uh, husbands are the model of word for their life for their wives. Uh, Christ presented himself as a lamb without blemish or spot. Blemish or spot. We are to present our wives as a lamb without blemish or spot. And I want to interject that word in here. As, as Paul says, and in the English it says, the man is the head. Right. Uh, and, and Jerry is saying that this order is there. This order, keep in mind, it's not a huge amplification of who's in charge. But the word, the word, kepali, is source. 
We mean source. It doesn't mean authority. Right. The word head is kapali. It means to derive unity from or to, to derive dependence on. It does not mean authority. It does not mean leadership. That hit me and beat me up. I don't know how many times. They get this wrong as they present this. This kapali means source. Think of it. The man is to be the source of the, the life, right. of the life, spiritual understanding, with the Holy Spirit. But the man is supposed to be in charge of presenting that in the household to die for her, to die, to die for her, yeah. to die for her. And God reached down and took what from Adam, a rib, a rib, from the source, from the side. That's all. This isn't authority here. They're all one. And he says, for this reason, man needs this way. And they become one flesh. And that's what he stressed that Christ and the church are one. And that unity is the main. Okay. What I was going to say is, how many of you ladies or men are going to walk out right now? And they said, in order for you to do whatever you need to do, you got to smack your finger, finger with a hammer. Hard. Slam the door. How many of you going to do that? I don't care what they're calling. I ain't matching my thing. I have done that in the past. I know what it feels like. Nope. Ain't good. Yeah. We're not to make our wives hurt. We're not. See, when we hurt her, we should feel the pain like the slam of finger in the door. That puts it in perspective. When it says one flesh, I should be so in tune with my wife hey, that when she's not happy, I should know. It. When she's happy, I should know. It. When things are bothering her, I should know. It. When she is sick, I should know. It. When she's well, I should know. It. When she's hurting, you're hurting. Yeah, I should hurt. That's, that's my responsibility. After 35 years, there's some things I know. After 35 years, there's some things I will never know, and I'm okay. It's, but that's a two, that is a two-way street. That is a two-way street. But my job is to make sure that she is presented to Christ faultless. Christ's job for us is to make sure that we, as a church and congregation, are presented to the Father faultless. That's the parallels here. That's why he's talking about marriage. We're the bride. The church is the bride of Christ. We're to be fallen. Now, does that mean that we're going to be perfect? Not until we put on the glorified body. We won't. So we're still going to make mistakes. And you know what you do when you make mistakes? You ask for forgiveness. First John one Huh? First John one Yes, ma'am. That's right. In fact, I experienced that a couple of weeks or a week or two ago. I made a mistake. I apologized. The person on the other end refused the apology. I did my job before God. But at the same token, I was wrong from the get-go. I should have never known. And so everything sort of moved over now. But I have to learn that what I need to do is temper my reaction to that. Let's read that. I'll read I, it. I, I got there. it here. Go ahead. What's your statement? Uh, I don't have it, but okay. you go ahead. Any, anyone who claims yeah. to be in light, this is 1-9, did you say? First John. First John. First John. First John 1-9. 1-9. For if we confess our sins, If we is, confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So that's a huge promise. That's right. That's a huge promise. And we're confessing to one another. And guys, I can just about tell you. I can just about tell you. Are you close enough that you confess your sins to your wife? Lady. Are you close enough that you confess your sins to your husband? That's tough. Because when they do or we do, uh, who gets defended? Who gets defended? As a leader of the church and a deacon, we have been put in a position to where we have to intercede into somebody. How do they respond when we tell them they're wrong? 
Now, we're doing it out of love. We're not doing it out of spite. Have we had such a relationship in our marriages over the years that, that when we call out one another's sins, we get defensive? Or are we... <laughs> you guys ain't been married long enough to do that. Don't even look at each other. They only been married 10 years. They just yeah. look at each other. They're my dog years. <laughs>
See, 19 through 20. All right? Our bodies are the temple of the Lord. If we are one flesh, guess who else's body is the temple of the Lord? And it's the same temple. It's the same temple. Does your temple have more than one holy of holies? Think about it. The temple that God created and gave the design for had one sanctum, sanctorium, holy of holies, whatever you want to call it. You become one flesh. Do you have one temple? Do you have one sanctum, sanctorium, one holy of holies? Are you all on the same page? Are you worshiping in the same spot? Are you the priest that entered behind the veil? Because we're a royal priesthood. We can go back there. It was rent. Are we that close with our wives? Spiritually? I know we probably are physically and, and personally, but spiritually, are we that close to our wives? This is the big thing here. God, it goes even further. Ladies and gentlemen, are we that close to Christ? Are we worshiping in the same temple that the Holy Spirit lives in? Or have we shoved him over to the side? Or, like they did in Genesis, back in the day, when we enter the temple or the site of St. Torrey, we have to have a rope tied around us in case God strikes us dead and we can somebody can drag us out. Because we were unholy and had to confess our sins. There's a lot here. Remember now, we are the glory of God. We are His church. God. The wife is the glory of the husband. The wife is the glory of the husband. And so we're to present her unspoiled. Men nourish their own bodies. Men are warned not to nourish their own hearts for evil. In James 5, 5, merciful men do good to their own souls. We don't wrap our souls in that have with evil stuff and things that we can't control. We might for a little while, but it's not all consuming. It's not taking away from God or our wives or our family. That was in Proverbs 11, 17. Men cherish their own bodies. Men care for their bodies as a nursing mother cares for her child. 1 Thessalonians 2, 7. These are the things that we need to be doing for our wives. We're one flesh. When we nourish us, we nourish them. This is not, this is not Calisaya. Paul is turning it out. The mystery is being explained between God's church and marriage. This is it right here. There is no more mystery. Christ gave his men with nourish, um, with nourish and cherish their wives as Christ does the church. Christ gave his life for the church. Men, our lives are to be about God and our wives and our family. And somewhere around number 10 or 11, it's about us. It's about us. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way this order is. Our church is raked up there with our wives and our family. Our church. Christ would be the head of all of us. And we have to get our priorities right. Christ says that we are part of him. In 530, it says, For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his mom and father and cleave to his wife. All right? So, we are part of his body. Christian, go ahead. This is so simple that... It's so complex. The gospel message is right in here. This is about Christ who made us. He made us in what his own image. Did I get that right? He made us many. He became our own image. I mean, he became man. I couldn't say that. He became his image, Jesus Christ, on earth. Permanently, he became us. But he, and now he's saying in his in your in this one flesh. We are one. Can, can we get that? It's so simple. It, to become saved is to be in Christ. And the, the deeper you become in Christ, the deeper you um, love, unity, and become righteous, sanctification, you become one with Christ. You are in Christ. Christ is, it's permanent.
yes to the gospel message. To understand it, woo, we've got a ways to go on that. A long, life, long time to get it fully, and maybe we will never get it fully, but we're joint heirs with the God named Jesus. Joint heirs. We become equal with Christ. What? What has he done for us? If that doesn't humble you to the bones, uh, you know, that, this God of ours is doing this for eternity. <laughs> Not just for tomorrow and the next day or now tomorrow. And he's doing it in the context of what we love most, our family. He, our he, he laid it out to his disciples. He said, you call me master, I call you friend. It's equal, you know. He, he laid it out to them and said, well, you know, it's, we're part of his body. Christians become one body in Christ. Romans 12, 5 tells us that. Christians are to avoid any form of sexual sin. We're not to do it. We're not to do it. And today it's prevalent. You can make the wrong button on your cell phone. There it is. All right? And our children are seeing this thing. Christians are all a part of the body of Christ. Now think about this. This is the this is the part. You're sitting here in church, and for some reason, for whatever reason, there's somebody in this church that you don't like. Is there any part of your body that don't like another part of your body? Now I might look and see me in the mirror, and there might be some parts of my which were different, but they're all hooked together. You don't want to cleave them off. No, I ain't cut them off. No. <laughs> no. You know, but think about that. You have a part of your body that don't like another part of your body. It don't work. It doesn't make sense. In the body of Christ, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But yet, what happens? We have people that get have their own agendas and they have their own ideas. Uh, we assume that everybody's praying to God and Seeking God, we assume that because we don't see the hearts of men. And we have to rely upon the Holy Spirit to guide it. And I'm sure that for most part, I can probably 99.99% of the time say that not an individual is, is, is intentionally trying to destroy the church. Now, there might be that 0.00 or 0.001% that will. But that's rare in a small congregation in a small town. It's rare. Now, we have people that have different motives. We have people that are listening to some spirit. Might not be the Holy Spirit, but they're listening to some spirit. And so we need to discern that through the Holy Spirit. And so we're to, we're to clean and get away and do all that. Christians are all part of one body. Christians are the body of Christ, and He is the head. So from the neck down, we're the body. The brain and the eyes and the mouth are Christ. The hearing is Christ. So the rest of us in the body, we should hear through the ears of Christ. We should see through the eyes of Christ. We should speak through the mouth of Christ. We see through the eye of Christ because it's a single eye as we learn in Matthew. And it's one eye. And it's eyes. Well, I'm going on the human side of it with two eyes. <laughs> I like the eye of Christ because he says, keep it focused on one thing. Because don't be duplicit. No. See, you just talked about, you know, you can get one thing over right, here. Right, and, right. and it's different from the other guys. The whole point is keep the main thing the main thing. Keep Christ's salvation uh, centrally focused. And these other tangents that distract us fall away pretty quick. And, and so we're all... In agreement, there's one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's simple. And there's one body, and there's one head. And it's, it, it, Paul keeps it simple. Well, we're we're, we're going to get on that a little bit more here. Because of yeah. that verse. said, we're part of his flesh. Christians become part of the flesh of Christ. John 6, uh, 50 to 58 tells us that. Uh, Christians reveal Christ in our flesh. While we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and we're out doing what we do and we're honoring God and people, we are, uh, we reveal Christ in our flesh by our responses to the environment around us. When we have people attacking us verbally or whatever, 
the way we respond or not respond reveals Christ. Alright? Christians live in the flesh by what? Faith. We live by faith in the flesh. So, so we're part of Christ's flesh. When they sang the song, Captain Brown sang the song, you know, we're the, we're the body, Warren's hand doing this and his feet doing this. That's us. We are the body of Christ. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his mouth. We are his eyes here on earth. Hopefully, all of those are being regulated and controlled by the Holy Spirit, not by our own uh, means. Uh, and so we are part of his bone. Goes on to say we're part of his bone. Christ was flesh and bones after the resurrection. It wasn't a ghost that came out. It was flesh and bones with the scar on his hand and his side. Uh, and we learned that in Luke 24, 39. Christ lives within our lives. He lives within us. His, he lives in our hearts. Christ calls us to represent him where? In the world. That's what we're here to do. He bought us for Christ. We are his slaves. We have no, no call upon ourselves. We are to represent him and be led by him for his glory, for his will, not yours. That's what we're to do. That's what we're to do. Uh, John 20, 21. We're to represent him to the world. We start out in, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the world. Alright? Well, there's one more verse in here that is just incredible. You may have to help me find it. Remember when he said uh, um, at the judgment, um, he, you know, he says to the one, what the person says, what have I done for you? And he said, you fed me, you fed me, and you, He's talking about his body. Right. That's his body. What is it? Matthew 25. I know it's close. I'm right here. Uh, uh, but he says...
We had, a, we had a man when I got here, I loved that man to death. But he and I would not pay. Every Sunday, he said, we need to ask the visitors to stand up and be right now. I said, no, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we're not. And we went back and forth. I mean, we went back and forth over. I mean, it wasn't, it just didn't die. From the time I met him to the time he died, it was that way. And I told him, and he, he was a person who was confident in himself. I understand that. But you have people coming in here that are hurting or whatever. And if you call them to stand up and they recognize, they will never come back to that door. I don't come in and, and feel like they're here. Don't. It's hard enough sometimes just to get them to get through the door. You don't want to get them in here and boom, the light comes over you. Know, we don't want to do that. We don't. Any questions, any comments, anything, any comments. But before I talk to you, I'm learning, we've learned so much preparing for this, this box. About to go into chapter six, and we'll get to the end of Ephesians eventually. Be praying about where to go next. Um, I have some ideas. I've got some material coming. Uh, I'm going to read through it, and it might be something that we want to look at uh, to do. It, it, rather than a, a book, it might be uh, uh, a uh, it'd be something probably from like Dr. David Jeremiah or something like that. Uh, a good solid expositor of the word, um, but I'm going to, uh, I've ordered some stuff, I'm going to go through it, see what it does. If not, I'll be clear what, what, um, uh, what book you want to do next. Um, we did Matthew, um, we've done an overview of a lot of the books since I've been here. Um, this is pretty in-depth, I mean, we, we plot, and, and we're turning stuff over, and, uh, so just be in prayer about that. Uh, are there any questions? Any comments? Um, Ned, thank you for coming tonight. We appreciate that. Um, you sing to me? She was singing she was tonight. Singing Thank you. 